Hello, my friends. Welcome to another week and another episode of the Strong Her Way to Eat, Move, and Live. Here we talk all things food freedom, fitness, and life transformation. We work on healing our relationship to food, exercise, but perhaps most importantly to our bodies and ourselves. This week on the show, we are talking about goals and more specifically smart goals versus process goals. Really, what are the differences? Which should you set? Which one should you focus on using? And how do use the strategies in your own goal setting. Now, the concept of SMART goals has been around for years. I think in some brief research I did on this topic, I think it was around 1981 that the term or really the strategy of SMART goals was introduced in leadership. In fact, it is often the type of goal setting that you are going to hear about or maybe find yourself doing if you were to do a a search on the internet to help you set goals. It certainly was the most common form of goal setting that we learned about and discussed in my coach training within my undergrad. So now SMART goes goals focus on one specific goal at a time. I like to think of it as sort of the thesis for your goal, right? It's simply the statement of the goal you're setting to achieve within a certain time frame. SMART is a mnemonic acronym, which stands for Specific, Measurable, Achievable, Relevant, and Time Sensitive. Your brain really likes specifics, so it's good when we are setting these really specific goals versus kind of this ambiguous goal with a lot of uh, vagueness and things like that. Your subconscious brain especially does not do well without clarity, without specifics outlined, So that is definitely one of the benefits as far as I'm concerned with the SMART goal. It's pretty easy to know whether yes or no you achieved it, but it's also pretty easy. It's really black and white, clear cut with those process goals as well. With the SMART goals, you have the exact objective within a very specific time frame. Now where I think SMART goal setting tends to really fall short is that it oftentimes just stops with the goal itself, right? So for example, your specific SMART goal might be something like, I will wake up at 5 a.m. five days between March 21st and March 27th. So the specific part of this goal is waking up at 5 a.m. Five days out of the next seven days, right? So we have that very clear. We know we're, we're aiming to wake up at 5 a.m., very specific, five days, super measurable out of the next seven days. And within that, I even wrote like a specific date, right? By March 27th. Is it measurable? Yes, that specific goal is measurable. You could easily track how many days you got up at 5 a.m. Is it achievable? For most people, likely yes. Now the caveat here, when you're setting goals, whether it's a goal of getting up at a specific time, going to bed at a certain time, working out, those kinds of things, is you want to look at your own life to really decide whether or not that goal is achievable. Are there other circumstances, maybe outside of your control, that would keep you from following through? Maybe you're a new mom and not sleeping that well, so you know, getting up at 5 a.m. is possibly not likely at this point. Or maybe you find or you know about yourself that you tend to be more of a night owl and do better staying up later than getting up earlier. So you want to look at your circumstances. You want to look at yourself individually and really know yourself. Like, how do you operate? What are the things that typically kind of come a little bit easier to you? Those kinds of things. So when we're looking at that achievable part, That's really where it's going to be important for you to take inventory of your life currently right now and really of like 
your tendencies or or really the way that you operate that feels the easiest, right? Relevant. Do you have a reason that you want to wake up at 5 a.m.? Now, remember, the deeper the connection that we feel to our specific goals, the more likely we are going to be to stick with it. So with this, you might want to ask yourself the five whys. You can go through that exercise where basically it's like, okay, this is the goal that I'm setting, right? I want to get up at 5 a.m., maybe Monday through Friday over the next week. Well, why do I want that goal? And then essentially you just keep asking yourself why for about five to seven times until you can really peel back that layer and get to the deeper meaning, that deeper emotional connection perhaps that you have to that specific goal. You might even ask yourself, what are the benefits to achieving this goal versus not, right? So sometimes it's it's important to recognize that there might be reasons that you don't want to change right now. And to just accept that maybe that's where you're at and that's okay, right? So I think sometimes we look at, you know, the success habits of what everybody else is doing or we look out and we see people on social media or in our lives or whatever that have the goal that we want to achieve and we think that we have to do it exactly the same way that they did it in order to get to that success. And there is perhaps maybe some truth or some benefit to doing that, right? It's like looking at what other people have done to achieve success can kind of give us some bits and pieces in terms of the roadmap that we might use to get there. But I don't ever think that looking at what somebody else did in its entirety and then trying to copy that or trying to like force yourself to be exactly like that person and do exactly what that person did is going to create long-term success for you because you are a different person, right? You have different tendencies, you have different things that make you tick. And so it's really important to, and I feel like I can't emphasize this enough, but it's so important to know yourself and to be able to kind of work with you rather than completely trying to, you know, change and mold yourself into being just exactly like somebody else. So, you know, with that question, like what are the benefits to, for this specific goal, waking up at 5 a.m.? What maybe are not the benefits of waking up at 5 a.m.? And then which one for you tends to kind of weigh out or win out in the end? Now, is this goal time bound? Yes, there was definitely a clear time boundary here. So we said within the next seven days, I gave a specific time frame between this date and this date. So we had that clear time there. Now, I will say I like to oftentimes start with SMART goals when I'm working with my clients, but then I do feel like we need to expand on those, which is where those process goals can come into play. Now, some things to note with SMART goals is that people oftentimes feel tempted to give up on their goal if they don't hit that goal within that estimated time frame that they gave themselves. So this is where, you know, maybe you set a goal of, you know, losing X pounds of of weight or something like that. And you wanted to do it for a wedding or a vacation that tends to be, you know, kind of a a popular goal to set, right? We want to lose X amount of pounds by this event. And then what happens is oftentimes we will do everything, you know, quote unquote, right, or quote unquote, perfectly, we might even go to some extreme measures for that short period of time. And then if we don't end up hitting the goal by that specific time frame, then we might be tempted to give up, right? We might be tempted to think, oh, well, I couldn't do it, so I'm just not going to do it. You know, I'm just going to give up. I'm not going to do it. 
And sometimes we might even feel like a failure. So this is where, you know, it's great to kind of set that time frame because having that time frame can prevent procrastination. It can kind of put you into action. But we want to keep in mind that 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 timeline that we're giving ourselves is really just kind of an estimation because we don't exactly know by when we're going to reach the goal, right? But it does just kind of keep us taking action towards that. And then if the time comes and we hit the goal, great, let's celebrate. If the time comes and we didn't exactly hit the goal, it's not a problem. We're just going to really look at and kind of evaluate what happened, recognizing that within any of the goals that we set, there's always going to be this mix of things that are completely within our power or our control to influence and then things that aren't. And one of the things that is not always within our time or is not always within our control is the time at which we are able to achieve specific goals. So with that time part of the SMART goal, I want you to really just think of that time limit really as an estimate. So let's say you had a long-term goal of running a half marathon. You might still want to, or you would definitely still want to set the time limit by when, and maybe you even find a race that you want to register for, but perhaps you have really no idea how long it's going to actually take you to get to the endurance of being able to run 13.1 miles without stopping right? You don't know if you're going to get sick or injured along the way, or maybe you end up being able to run that 13.1 miles much quicker than you thought, and maybe it takes you a little bit longer. Either way, though, you really want to approach this goal as though it's already done from the belief that you 100% can do it, right? Like if other people have been able to pull that training plan off of the internet and follow it, and reach their goal, then you can too. And this was exactly the way that I remember approaching or kind of thinking about that goal of running my first half marathon is I pulled a plan off of the internet and I just thought, well, you know, like if I just follow this plan, then I'm going to get to that goal. So in my mind, I was approaching that goal as though it were already done and from that belief that I could do it. And so that's how I want you to think about setting and thinking about all of your goals from here on out. So process goals, on the other hand, I think can really either be standalone or I think that they can complement SMART goals really well and kind of take that SMART goal and expand on it. Process goals focus on the actions and the behaviors and really the habits that you're wanting to build. It's basically the process or the plan that you're following to reach your goals. Now, one thing I think most of us forget or perhaps we never knew about setting goal goals is that it's not actually the destination or the reaching of the goal itself. That's not really the reason that we set goals. We set goals because of what we think achieving that specific goal is going to make us feel about ourselves or in our lives. And so we are really driven to reach goals because of the emotion that we think we're going to feel once we reach that goal. The other thing that I want you to think about in setting goals is that it's not necessarily the destination. It's who you become and the process of working on that goal, 
right? Because we have this image, we have this picture of who we think we're going to be, how we think we're going to be showing up in our lives once we reach a specific goal. And the really cool thing is that you can actually start to feel that way now. You can start to live and be that version of yourself right here and right now. And in fact, it's the thinking and the feeling and then taking action from the place of your goal already being done that really transforms you into the person who is able to achieve that goal. The process goal really can take the pressure off of having to hit your goal based on a specific timeline. Now note, it would be important for you to really explore what you might make it mean about yourself if you were not able to hit your goal quote on time, right? Like how would you feel about yourself if you set a specific goal and then you weren't able to reach it on the timeline that you set? Would you kind of beat yourself up? Would you feel bad? Would it make you mean that, you know, that you're a failure or that you're never going to figure it out? Those are all good things to just explore and really work on while setting your SMART goals and really setting those timelines. And I would suggest spending some time ahead of setting the goal and working on it to kind of work through that, right? So it's like, let's say you set the goal I don't know what the goal is. Let's just say you set a goal and you set the timeline. You want to think ahead like, okay, if I don't reach this goal by this timeline that I set, how am I going to feel? What am I going to maybe be thinking about myself, right? And so we want to start to explore that stuff ahead of time. That way you can work on kind of cleaning that up while you work on your goals. I also like process goals because it really breaks down what you're going to have to try in an attempt to reach your goal. And I say try because we don't ever actually know exactly how we reach the goal until the goal is done, right? So everything that we're doing all along the way is kind of like one big experiment. So what are all the things that you're going to have to try or that you're willing to try in order to reach the specific goal that you have for yourself? It reminds me of um, that image of success or that meme of success where it's it's got the one line that's pretty much the straight line that's trending upward. And that's what we think success looks like. And then there's this other line that kind of goes up, but then it gets all circled around and jumbled up. But when you look at that line, that messy line, it still is going upwards. And that really and truly is what setting goals looks like. It's kind of this messy process where it feels like some days we're taking all of these strides and making all of these steps towards it. And then some days it might feel like we're taking a few steps back or maybe we've stalled. And so just don't get discouraged if the road to your goals doesn't look clean and pretty the way that you think that it would. In reality, there are so many trials, so many errors, and so many trying, you know, getting up and trying again after we make those adjustments. That's what creates the success. That's what creates us reaching our goals. Process goals focus on the actions that you're taking over the specific outcomes, meaning that maybe you have like a weekly goal to walk 70,000 steps. So that could be your SMART goal, right? And you set that goal to maybe walk 10,000 steps a day. So you're just basically kind of chunking that goal down to more manageable, doable steps. From that 10,000 steps, you might even say, okay, on the hour, 
every hour I'm going to get up and I'm going to either walk a couple laps around my office or around my house or, you know, from where we live, we have a stop sign. I could be like, okay, every hour I'm going to get up and I'm going to walk down to the stop sign and back. Now, of course, I have dogs. So naturally, I'm going to have to take them out for some walks, um, you know, just so that they get their exercise and they don't drive me absolutely crazy. So basically with those process goals, we're shifting the focus to the input, which is the things that are entirely within your control. And we're shifting the focus away from what may not be within your control, right? That timeline or that objective, that output at a given given time. Plus, one of the other things that I really love about process goals is, is that they focus more on the habits that are needed to reach your goal which is part of what really enables a person to not only reach their goal, but become that person that really has the goal and is able to maintain them as well. I think for sure, one of the most effective things you can do is set that SMART goal and then set the process goal. So let's say you set the goal of that 5 a.m. wake up five days out of the next seven days. You're gonna then break that SMART goal down into the different processes or habits that you're gonna have to create in order to reach that goal. So maybe this means that you implement the habit of shutting off tech by eight o'clock. And maybe the goal or that objective is to be asleep by nine or 9.30 or perhaps 10 at the latest, just depending on how many hours of sleep you want. So the process part of that goal is you setting and sticking with your plan. It's those little processes that are going to get you to the overall goal of waking up at 5 a.m. five days out of the next seven. So you're just taking the SMART goal and then you're breaking that down. You're thinking through all of the things that you could possibly try to get you to that goal of getting up at 5 a.m. those five days out of the next seven. And then you just run the process, you run that plan, you try it out, do some evaluations and make adjustments as needed. SMART goals, in my opinion, really do work best when we outline the plan or the process to get there. They can be a great starting place when you're goal setting, but without really mapping out the plan or the processes or the habits that are going to need to be in place in order to get you to that goal, you might find yourself getting frustrated or losing hope when it doesn't feel like you're making the traction that you want to be making. Whereas when you shift that focus onto your daily actions and habits, those processes, then you can really start to relax into the goal and really enjoy the journey just as you take it in stride, right? Just one step at a time. So I like to think of SMART goals as really who you want to be in your life, right? It's going to end up really being a series of different SMART goals linked together to form the fabric of that version of yourself. And the process goals are going to be how you become her in your life day in and day out. So that is just a very high level definition, I guess, or different ways that you could use SMART goal setting versus the process goal setting. I hope that that was helpful for you. Um, Hopefully as you are setting some goals for yourself, you can really kind of think through maybe which one, which process, which, you know, SMART goal or process goals would be better for you or how you want to use those in tandem. I think the biggest takeaway here is to not put so much pressure on yourself that you feel like you have to do it perfectly or that you have to reach the goal by the timeline that you set or else you're a failure, but really that you you look at kind of setting the goals that you're setting for yourself to challenge yourself, to allow yourself to grow and to mature and to become that woman that you were created to be. 
So again, hopefully this was helpful for you. If you have any questions about SMART goal setting or process goal setting, please feel free to reach out. I will have my uh, Instagram and Facebook in the show notes here. You can also email alicia at aliciacarlson.com. And if you're listening to this or if you've been listening to a few episodes and you are loving what you're hearing, please consider leaving us a review that helps put the show in front of more people. And if you're like, oh my gosh, Alicia, I'm ready to work with you. I know that you can help me heal my relationship to food, to exercise, and really just kind of help me implement those healthy habits consistently without going crazy, then I want you to reach out to me. You can email alicia at aliciacarlson.com. Let's set up a consult. I'd love to hear more about where you're at, where you want to be, and really just help you lay out that plan step by step by step, and then work alongside with you to bring that plan and that vision that you have for yourself to life. So I hope that you have a great rest of your day, a great week. Thank you so much for spending your time with me. And until next time, I'll talk to you soon.